You're listening to the Modern People Leader Podcast. Today's episode will be a part of our People Leader Series, where we go behind the scenes with today's top HR leaders and talk to them about how they've gotten to where they're at and what they really do every day. Our guest today is Ian White, founder and CEO at ChartHop. MPL family, stop what you're doing and take five seconds to go subscribe to the MPL Weekly Digest. Every week, we'll share the top three takeaways from the episode along with the full transcript. Just go to the show notes for this episode and click the link to subscribe. And now, without further ado, enjoy the show. All right. So I think this is our our last live podcast that we're doing from Transform. We may have one more later, but but if not, you're the last one. So uh, save, the best on, for last. save the best for last. Exactly. Right. So the, the, the question that we've been asking every guest here at Transform to start the, the episode is, what's giving you energy this week? I think just seeing everybody together you know this is transform is a great event this is my third time here uh they've only done it i think four times so this is uh i'm a, I'm a transform lifer i really like this one because you just get a lot of practitioners together a lot of vendors people doing interesting stuff in the space there's just a lot of energy that comes from just talking to customers randomly bumping into people i haven't seen in ages and just really good energy here so it's about the people first and foremost I've been surprised by how much energy I've gotten from talking to HR tech founders. Like I was honestly excited to talk to a lot of the guests that we've had on the show. Most of them are HR leaders, but some of the best conversations that I've had have been random bump-ins with HR tech founder and they're selling me on their idea. I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, everybody who's in HR or HR tech, like really cares about people, right? Like it's, it's, you get, interested in this because you're just on some level really interested in people and how you can better support teams and manage organizations and all these things and this is a space like people technology that is really still nascent like it feels to me like a lot even in the last just few years is just still happening a lot of things are changing really quickly and that just brings a lot of energy and fun. We've talked a lot about on the show how obviously different things are post pandemic. Mm-hmm. Would you say from a as a HR tech founder, the market, the way you look at the market, which is different to the way a practitioner is looking at it, has it also shifted like the needs and wants of the organization, how you should sell into an organization? I'm just curious, like from that perspective, since the pandemic, how much has changed for you? A lot. I mean, I think the pandemic was a forcing function of a lot of things that were already happening. Yeah. Like a lot of trends. Pandemic just accelerated some of them, but remote work's the obvious one. But there were trends for social justice, for understanding of diversity and inclusion and equity in Mm -hmm. organizations. That was something that was underway before the pandemic, right? Organizations were getting more data driven, more progressive. The move towards pay transparency yeah. that like that predated the pandemic. I think the pandemic maybe accelerated a set of conversations around compensation, around pay, around workplace fairness, and the generation that's coming up is a different set of expectations yeah. for their employer. But all of these things, like they were all trends that were happening in 2019. They were there. And they were there. Yeah. They just sped up. 
So true. And so are you here? Were you speaking here? Are you just hanging out with the team? Tell us a little bit about what your transforms is about. A little bit of all of the above. I mean, first we got 11 team members here. It's great to see team members. That's like part of the value oh, of yeah. going to these events. But we did a panel. We did. I, I did a panel, led a panel with three customers, really talking about the topic of compensation. They're all people leaders at companies of a couple thousand, in some cases, people. Comp has changed the strategies around comp, the way people uh, approach it. A lot has, has happened there, obviously. And we just kind of heard from them on some different approaches they've taken to doing compensation planning, sustainable compensation practices in their organizations. I guess from from hearing from the people that were included on the panel, if if there was like one big takeaway for you that you learned from from everybody that was on the panel, what would that takeaway be? Well, I think the biggest theme is you can have all the data you want, but data is nothing without context, without mm. a philosophy behind that data. And I think a lot of um, you know, we're a a company that helps people organize and manage their people data, but there's all these tools, all this technology to bring data together, but it's nothing without the communication, the individual conversations that happen yes. between people, their managers, their employees, and there's no there's no substitute for that human connection. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. There's a, a vice president of talent. I think that's right, his right title, a guy named Todd Sargent at Walt Disney Resorts. And I stole this. I'm giving you kudos, Todd, because I'm still using your quote. But he has said that so many companies are data rich, but insights poor. That's right. There's so much data, particularly in the people space, data on data on data on data, Mm -hmm. but yet we're not making progress with the data. Organizations are not taking the right action. And I'm not saying no action is happening, but it could be so much more intentional, I think is the point that he's trying to make. And so I what what you just shared really resonates with me. I'm curious, you you I know I've I've known about Charthop. You guys have a really cool product. I, I thought it started with organizational mapping, right? So like org chart. Is that right? Was that the the that's, origins? That's that's where it started. Where it yeah. started. So share with us like how did you pivot or evolve the product such such so that you are now talking about pay transparency what what's the connection there yeah well it was always a, always the the plan to build a single data platform that can unify a company's people data because my, at my last company i started the company before this it was always a big obstacle just to get a single view of all your people in your organization. Yes. You wind up going in a million different HR systems and pulling together a million different spreadsheets yep. and you know, just trying to assemble this view. And so the the chart hop, the first visualization was an org chart, but there was always a meaning of charting the future, right. of being able mm. to chart and visualize your people. And so really from the beginning we had we had org chart, but we also had uh charts as in metrics and tracking data over time. And so I think comp is one of those pieces of data that is both, it's hard to manage, it's complex. There's currency conversions and local regulations and you have to think about bands and all kinds of, there's like a lot of complexity to manage. It's also just on a very human level. Comp is a very emotional topic, right? Like it's very personal, right? Like 
the number that you're getting paid, people, you know, it 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 attaches to recognition, how people are valued, mm -hmm. feel that they're valued and signing a value. Yeah. It, it, so it's like it's data that is both critical to how an organization operates. Like obviously there's the financial planning dimension, but there's also the personal and performance dimension. There's so many different aspects of it. So comp is a perfect storm of bringing together a lot of problems around data. So very early on, our very first customers were asking us, can you do more with comp? Can you help us run your comp cycles for us? Can, can you help us plan and manage so that we're paying our people equitably and transparently and and be able to self-serve to all our managers, like give them visibility on their people, what like their equity vesting schedules look like or where people fall in the bands or where, you know, a year out, the comp is going to need to sit if we're going to recruit and retain top talent. All of those things, it really customers, every single customer drove us. We're yeah. doing more and more with yeah. compensation, which is why we launched our big compensation reviews product last year, which has been really impactful. So I, I, I'm drawing a blank on who told me this, but usually whenever we have our longer form interviews, we do prep calls. And one of the prep calls that I had in the last couple of months, somehow the topic of chart hop came up and they were just raving about your product for like 10, 15 minutes straight. They were like, it's like X company, but a hundred times better. I'm wow. not going to call it the company that you're talking about. And uh, don't do that. Yeah. And um, a lot of what she was describing, some of the products that you offer, I didn't even know that ChartHop offered. So like what all is included in the suite of, of products that the ChartHop offers? Yeah. The way we think about it is we're building a single platform that unifies all your people to data. Helps you visualize all of it and helps you drive insights, alignment, and action around the organization. So that's that's a big, broad statement, right? But that covers a lot. So within ChartHop, anything that in any way touches people, the management or support of people, and in the organization, we want to help them. So that means we do people analytics, we do headcount and organizational planning, succession planning, organizational design. We also... Uh, you know, the the headcount and FPNA process and budgeting process, we're not managed to. We do compensation, planning, management, self-serve visualizations of compensation. We do performance. We do engagement. We do personal profiles that help people create an internal LinkedIn or directory of the company. We have automation that helps you onboard employees or helps you send the right message at the right moment in an employee's journey or, or life cycle. We do a lot. And it's because we really try to create an experience for every employee. Our mission is to build healthy transparency in mm -hmm. organizations. Mm -hmm. And so our goal is make the act of sharing the right people data at the right moment, at the right time with everybody as easy to do and collaborative and visual as the very best collaboration products outside of HR. I love that. And so, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, to, to pry too much on the product roadmap, but like, is there a big meaty problem 
related to the space that you guys touch, maybe adjacent to what you just shared with us, all the things you already do, but like, what is there, what, what's the next big problem that you think can be solved related to, to, to data and what you touch? I think that companies have never had this true single pane of glass to understand everything of the people in the organization. The traditional HRAS hasn't done that for people. It yeah. stores data. It's helped create a system of record, but not a system of right. insight, not a system of action. And so I think now that we're able to bring together, not just HR data, by the way, but also bring in Salesforce data, right? Bring in, uh, right? right? Like, okay, okay. You're doing a, a performance cycle, like be able to actually tie the qualitative measurements of how people are performing with also quantitative measurements of how pipeline, close revenue, all of those things, bring it together in one place so that we can build better transparency and understanding. And I think with the AI revolution that's now happening, that will actually lead to a whole set of insights that become accessible to everyone in the organization that will help build more transparent organizations also healthier organizations and more successful organizations because I, every every organization struggles with the best way to manage and support their people. We can help them do that. Well, I won't call out the employer. I, I didn't work at a lot of companies before I, I joined. Uh, I, I chose the entrepreneurial path, but one of the companies I work for, large organization, huge spend on, on HR tech tools, but they largely managed headcount, like in the processes that mattered the most. And mind you, my data is a little outdated, so they probably evolved. This was like 2010-ish in spreadsheets. Yep. Always. And totally. and I, in the conversations I have with other HR professionals, that seems to be the 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 most widely used data tool. Yeah. Spreadsheets. That's right. And so I I just believe so much in what you're doing at a fundamental level as a former practitioner. The what you just shared with me is kind of blowing my mind here because if you think about organizations, they typically operate siloed. Mm -hmm. They operate in silos. And it's not only right. the people, the way people communicate, the way that work gets done is siloed, but the underlying data that is being tracked related to those business silos, guess what? It's also siloed. And so the, I, I, right. They're all in their own little pillar. In their own places. That's right. And so like my mind is blown here because like it feels like, these are my words, not yours, that the sky's the limit in terms yeah. of what the, the value you could add within an organization just from a data perspective. That's absolutely. Thinking about all the silos. That's absolutely right. So that's ultimately, if you can organize and make sense of the amount of information that it's, it's like what we were just saying earlier, right? Data. Organizations have so much data and so little insight. And so it's what we're really going to build towards is much better data transparency, much better insight, and much healthier and more aligned organizations. So I have, I guess, sort of a, a, a more of like a business question, like as yeah. a founder. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. So often the wisdom is if you are running a company... You want to focus on one thing specifically and do it really well. And what I'm hearing with ChartHop is y'all are building out a suite of products and y'all are expanding. And whenever there is a new problem for you to solve, you're not afraid to try to solve it. So 
how do you, uh, I guess, keep moving the needle on like the numbers that matter, like revenue or whatever else the board's holding you accountable for, while also building out a suite of new products that you want to add to the experience that that your end buyer already has with the product. Well, this is what I love about building software, really building anything, is you you listen to customers, right? Like talk to customers, hear what their challenges are, hear what their pains are and their needs and like, and try to build that thing. But you don't just build what the customer said they want, right? Like you build towards your vision. So everything that, that we do is built towards our, our achieving our mission of healthy organizational transparency and alignment. And so if like a customer asks for feature X, part of the puzzle of the challenge is, okay, how can we build that and support that customer need in a way that's going to be generic enough that it's going to be like this building block that so many customers can benefit from it and not just that one customer. Like we're right now working with a, a, a fairly large customer on a new feature, which I don't want to share the details about, but it's going to be a game changer for how large organizations manage and structure their organizational design. And so this, this customer, they've got a lot of specific asks that relate to their specific organization and how they manage and structure things. And part of what I think our product team is doing a great job of doing is synthesizing all that and making sure that what we build is going to support that customer, but it's actually going to support every, every organization oh. in the world. And so along the same lines, now we're totally off script. I'm, yeah, just, yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're totally off script. But this is such, I, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I can't help myself. So you, you, this is your second venture. Yep. Okay. First venture ended when? Uh, we sold the company in 2018. 2018. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Wow. And so you sell that yeah. and you take a little bit of time off. A little bit, a little bit. I was <laughs> entrepreneurs I was never take time you know, off. We take time off, <laughs> but you know, was sort of messing around with a few different ideas, and this was the one that I just kept coming back to. And it, it was especially because of that experience I had had scaling and growing my first company. I think a lot of second time founders I find go into HR tech because that's the thing when you're building a company that. That's what you spend your There's time pain. doing yeah. is designing your organization, supporting your people, making sure you've got the right people in the right positions and you set everybody up for success. Like HR, people ops, that is your job yeah. as a founder of yeah. a company yeah. that's, that's scaling. So he's kept coming back to, to this one. Love it. And so in those initial thoughts, you're journaling or you're putting together a deck and you're yeah. trying to figure out like, okay, is there a narrative here? Is there a long-term vision here? Is there is this problem really compelling enough? In that vision, do you see like, oh, wow, not only can we disrupt the people space and people data, but like going back to what we were just talking about, the siloed data across the entire org, are you also thinking like, oh, wow, we're just going to like, we're going to start here because it's extremely painful. I've been through the pain. Yes. And, you know, it's definitely worth solving. Mm -hmm. Do you also see the vision? I'm just of, of how you could take this so much further beyond HR and the people space. I think that that. From or did the, that come over time? I think from the beginning, 
I saw how big and impactful this could be. And it's almost like you see you see the size and the scale and the shape of it mm -hmm. and the form of it reveals itself from the work that you do with, mm -hmm. with customers every day. And like every day I'll have some conversation, whether it's a customer with one of our internal teams or sometimes it's just from our using our own chart hop that just like unlocks something new. And so it, the, I don't think the vision has expanded. It's been a pretty big vision from day one, but it keeps getting clearer and clearer as we learn more from, from building this thing and, and from talking to customers. Yeah. We, uh, on, on the modern people leader, we, it's, we talk about modern events that are affecting people and things that leaders really need to be focused on. And so typically we're talking to, to people leaders, right? Mm -hmm. CHROs, chief people officers, VPs of talent. More recently though, we have, um, we've had a lot of tangential, tangential people that touch the people space, but aren't mm -hmm. practitioners like VCs. Sure. And uh, as an HR tech founder myself, like I'm super, like, it's just so fascinating to, to, to get the behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, explanation of this is what we're looking at. This is how we're, how we're assessing potential deals. And so thank you for letting us into the mind of the, the founder. Cause that's the other part of the equation. Sure. And again, the, the HR tech founder community, I think is growing, but there's so much room for disruption. I feel like sometimes we're not secretive, but we're not, we're not putting it all out there. And so thank you for letting me ask you some invasive questions all good. about what's going on. It's, it's just so fascinating. Well, I, I think we're running out of time. I think we're over time, but I've got a couple more questions. So bringing this back to Transform, why we're here. Mm -hmm. What is, is there one kind of compelling idea or buzz, not related to pay transparency, because <laughs> you were on that panel, that, uh, that you're interested in like testing with the team or just like, wow, I need to spend more time thinking about X because uh, this is, this seems really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all just reckoning with the the impact that AI is going to have. I think we're you know really at the precipice of this new new transformation, and I think just seeing and hearing from some different leaders just how they see the the short term and and mid term impact in their organization. I think that's that's been that's been what's new this year of something really to, to think through. And then another question we've been asking, and we stole this from the VC panel that they did, yeah. was that yesterday? It feels like two days ago, um, future or fad. And we don't have a list of items that we're gonna run down, but if you had to pick one thing that's a fad, what would it be and, and what's the future? And it sounds like AI might be the future based off of I'll your go, I'll go with AI is, is future. Um, you know, I. Uh, it's probably probably already clearly a, a fad, but I think some of the some of the web three stuff is definitely a fad. I think that I don't want to call remote work a fad because we're a remote company and there are many successful remote companies, but I do think that companies are moving to more of a balance between mm. remote work than I think what what maybe everybody thought a year or two ago yeah definitely all right should we do one more closes so one tradition that we have on the podcast we want that we wanted to carry over to these live in-person interviews is what we call one word or phrase closes and it could be anything that comes to your mind 
in reflecting on the conversation that we just had. And uh, yeah, who wants to who wants to go first? I'm ready. You're ready. All right, ready go. Yeah, I w- we were joking before we we started recording that uh, we ran into the pin founders on our way over here, yeah. and we were just ripping with them. And uh, and so my one phrase close is high energy because this definitely energized me. They told us that you would be a you're a high energy person. We would be like really pumped after the conversation, and I am. So thanks for bringing that. That's awesome. It's awesome. Mine is mine is optimistic. I think the future just gets better and better from here, and I, I really think that there's a lot of exciting stuff happening, and this conference is is testament to it. There's just a lot of people doing really cool stuff. So I'm optimistic is my word. Me too. I'm going to say entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's it, it gives me a lot of energy talking to people like you and just picking your brain on how you're even thinking about building out a product and how you're seeing something that's 20 steps away. And you're like, all right, this is building block one. This is building block two. This is the next piece of the puzzle. So uh, thanks for giving us a little peek inside your brain. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. This has been great. Thanks for doing this. Bye. Hey. Rock and roll. Thanks for, for tuning in to another episode of the Modern People Leader. We we really, really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. And connect with us on LinkedIn. We wanna we wanna know what you think about the show. And uh, yeah, you can you can find links to both of our profiles in the show notes. So thanks again for listening and, and see you on the next episode.